and the United States of America government when it came to treating her citizens of Indian descent fairly, she failed. She put them on reservations. When it came to treating her citizens of Japanese descent fairly, she failed. She put them in internment prison camps. When it came to treating the citizens of African descent fairly, America failed. She put them in change. The government put them on slave quarters, put them on action block, auction blocks, put them in cotton fields, put them in inferior schools, put them in substandard housing, put them in scientific experience experiments, put them in the lowest paying jobs, put them outside the equal protection of the law, kept them out of their racist bastions of higher education, and locked them into positions of hopelessness and helplessness. The government gives them the drugs, builds bigger prisons, passes a three-strike law, and then wants us to sing God bless America? No, no, no. Not God bless America. God damn America that's in the Bible for killing innocent people. God damn America for treating us citizens as less than human. God damn America as long as she tries to act like she is God and she is supreme. Well, 
good day to all of you welcome to the jb font channel i'm your host james fontleroy so good to see you and thank you so much for being patient with me i was running a little bit behind but i wanted to make sure i got things right for you guys today so today is july 4th 2023 so good to see all of you here come in have a seat let's have a conversation this is not going to be my usual type of stream we're just going to be chatting we're going to have a bit of a chat and talk. And I want to, you know, get your perspective, too. It's going to be more of a back and forth type thing. So I would just like to do that. But just to let you guys know, first of all, the JB Font show, show is available on all major podcast platforms. Just go ahead and subscribe to me there. I'm also part of the Revolutionary Blackout Network, so you can find me there on, on Sundays, Tuesdays, typically, and Thursdays. And then you can always find me here on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Just to let you guys know, if you guys would like to, you guys can go also go to my Substack. You guys can go to jbfont.substack.com to get email notifications whenever I do go live, upload clips, or anything special that I may be doing. So if you guys would like to do, do that, you guys can also go to my Substack there as well. Also, I just want to give a big shout out and thanks to all my patrons on Patreon, Coffee members uh and as well as anybody who donates to my gofundme uh any of the other platforms uh it can be the cash app paypal you know venmo whatever thank you so very much to supporting the channel uh without you guys i would not be able to do this so it is with great humility in my heart that i do thank you because from the bottom and top of my heart i am eternally grateful uh, so one of the things that I would like to do first, as I always do, is I want to go to the chat and go, get to the chat and talk to the people really quick. And uh, let me see. Make sure I forgot to check uh, these other things. I was so focused on something else. Hang on, folks. JB's got to work. Well, technically, I am working, but I have to move to something really quick. And let me take this down and take that down because I don't need that. JB don't need that. Uh oh. Are you freezing? Oh, okay, I think we're good. All right. Supposed to be. Okay, cool. Just making sure that we're live on all the platforms. Okay. So first off, we have Serena coming in saying, greetings, comrades. Remember to be careful with fireworks. They're a huge fire hazard. Yes. Also, if you do know of some people who are in your area, your neighborhood, that have PTSD from fighting in the wars, be mindful of them. And if you can go to a different place, if you do want to do the full firework thing, take it to a different spot. Because there are some people who are veterans that have PTSD, or there may be people who are neurodivergent mm -hmm. that also may have some issues, some extrasensory issues when it comes to things like fireworks. I mean, Let's be good to each other 
And if you want to enjoy them, go to a different spot, maybe to a park where they allow it, something like that. But, you know, try to be mindful of the people who are around you as well. And then there's a lot of people who have pets, too. That's also I think, honestly, I think laser light shows are probably the best thing. That's probably the safest, but whatever. Uh, okay, so Zombie in the Air says, JB, hello, JB, hello, chat. Good to see you, Zombie in the Air. So good to have you in. Whoever coming in saying, what's up, comrades? Good to see you there, whoever. CBC voter is in there saying, happy Tuesday at JB. Good to see you. Terry Connolly saying, good afternoon. Good afternoon, comrades. All right, so good to see you. All right, who else is in the chat? Oh, whoever says fireworks in one hand, the fire extinguisher in the other. Actually, we aren't allowed to use fireworks at all here because of the fire hazard involved when idiots like fireworks. <laughs> yep. All right. Nubian X says JB is about to set it off like fireworks today. <laughs> we got to set something off, <laughs> you know? Oh, my goodness. So good to see all of you. Sebastiano coming in. Thank you so very much. Good to see you. We have Rick Solis coming in saying, hey, y'all. All right. Good to see you. Reality Revolution in his house. Good to see you. Reality Revolution. <laughs> okay. Mid-air dream says, did you see Kim Iverson's horrible take on affirmative action? She is so biased. It's not even funny. I did not. Um, but I mean, I can always take a look at it and then I can, I can take a look at see what she said, but I didn't see her take on affirmative action though. But a lot of people have, you know, takes that I don't agree with. Um, and I think that some education needs to happen there. So, Yeah. Reality Revolution says, it's my sister's birthday. Happy birthday to Reality Sister. We always told her the fireworks were for her. She got really mad when she found out we were lying to her. <laughs> oh, gosh. But you know what? You guys were trying to be sweet. You guys were trying to you know, let people know that they were celebrating her. She found out that they weren't. But it's nice to you know uplift somebody's... Uh, it's nice to uplift somebody's self-esteem. You know what I mean? You know. Oh, well. <laughs> what well, is in the chat saying, hey, everybody. So good to see you. Uh, whoever says, yeah, don't shoot them off near vets. I've sat with a friend of mine who is a Vietnam vet, and he hates that sound. I have autism and not fond of the sound, but I imagine the if I know it's coming. Ooh, yeah. Mm. It's interesting. Yeah, that's why I try to be cognizant of them and, you know, and, and their uh, their feelings and, and and their condition, things like that. We have Daniel Elskinen. Eskildin. Did I say it right? I'm sorry. Better fireworks than Ukrainian power plant, just saying. Uh, yeah, but at the same time, I mean, let's just be, you know, 
mindful, you know, and considerate the people around us. You know, that's that's kind of what I I, I basically mean. Um, but yeah. All right, so let me check on the rock. All right, we got people watching, but they're not chatty yet. So let's. What are we going to be talking about? So I I made this, and I just was thinking to myself, we could talk about all the things. But what did I put up? I put up the word freedom with a question mark. And on this, you have migrants and detention centers. You have homeless people. You have workers fighting for fairness in the workplace. You have, you know, people, you know, it's particularly black people that are fighting for, uh, you know, us not to be gunned down in the streets. You have people mourning the loss of loved ones in Palestine and Gaza, Palestinians suffering under Israeli occupation. And then you also have, this was taken from the Iraq war and what's going on there. And, you know, how the United States, really, this is indicative of United States imperialism. So the question is, are we really free? Is the world really free? I liken it to... Has anybody seen the movie iRobot? Have you any of you have ever seen it? Let me know in the chat if you guys have ever seen the movie iRobot. Um, and if you haven't, I'm going to give you I'm going to give some spoilers. Okay. But this is indicative of what I'm thinking that America represents. So there's a part in the movie where the robots are being controlled and they shift their focus to dominating over human beings and saying, this is for your own good. So it's in a sense, holding people at gunpoint and saying, this is for your own good we have to dominate over you because we know what's best because the algorithm knows what's best because the system knows what's best so therefore either do what we say or we will neutralize you right this is how the united states conducts its hegemony across the world and it's not just across the world that it does this. It's even at home. It's do what we say or we will neutralize you. And so my question is, is that true freedom? I don't think it is. And I don't think you think it is. And some people may come in and go, that's a misrepresentation of all the good that the United States has done in the world. But history would show that the United States 
in its practices, especially post-World War II, in addition to its atrocities that is committed since before its even its inception. It has not done things for the good of the world. So one of my friends shared a text message with me this morning, and I laughed, but I responded in kind. And let me let me read it to you. So one of my friends said, happy 18th century rich people throw a tantrum over paying slightly more for their luxury goods while most people couldn't even afford anyway day. I responded, happy loser Puritans traveling to a new land and stealing it from the natives to build their own power while kidnapping other native people to forcibly work their crops day. Where's the lie? from either of us. Ultimately, when you think about the history of the United States, where really it was just a bunch of loser Puritans actually coming over because they didn't like how they were being treated in England, so therefore they came here, but the, the pier that they came to was already occupied by indigenous people that occupation they said you know what we're gonna take it from y'all because we can't live and coexist among people who are different than us so that's exactly what they did they called them savages and then they brought their disease and they brought their backwards ass ways and then they murdered pillaged raped killed then they said you know what we're too lazy we we don't want to do all this work in raising our crops ourselves. So let's go to this other continent of native peoples and then steal them, bring them over here, and then forcibly work, make them at gunpoint and at what point to work our crops to the point where they literally kill themselves. And while we're transporting from there to here, they're going to die or they're going to lead revolts and then we're going to toss them overboard and let them drown and be shark food for the for the animals that live in the sea. So that's what it is. Because when they said that they were like, you know what, we're going to we we want you no know, taxation with representation. And we want, said that all men are created equal. We only met just a tiny portion of us. So somebody can misconstrue and say, you know, this is just a I hate America stream. It's, I don't hate America. Meaning I don't hate the people. But if you're talking about the institutions, if you're talking and referring to the policies, both foreign and domestic. I hate it. You know how religious people say, hate the sin, not the sinner? I hate the sins of the United States, but I do not hate the people. See what I did there? 
I don't hate the many different people who are within our borders, who are many are ignorant of a lot of the sins and the transgressions that our country has done, has made, I should say. And there are many who are indoctrinated ahistorically and are led to believe that our nation is this bastion of freedom. And so I think it is apropos to point out what this country has done, what it's doing continuously now, as well as what we could look forward to if we actually did right by the world. Because you cannot say America first without actually putting forth what's good for the world. Because when you say America first, you're basically making it sound like America is an island. It is another planet that had which there's no bearing on the actions of this nation on other nations and peoples abroad. When in reality, everything this nation does, either directly or indirectly, actually focuses uh, and has an effect on the people that are outside of our borders. And I think people need to really understand that point. Um, so there's a video that I want to play. And I here it is. And I want you guys, many of you have already seen this before, but to people who may be new to my channel, I want you guys to see what uh, the what imperialism does, what it involves, because that's what the United States is good at, imperialism. They're good at taking people's shit and claiming it as their own. Because if you think about our forefathers who came over here, what did they do? They came over, they took somebody's shit, right? And they claimed it as their own. Even when it comes to people, they went over, got somebody's shit, brought them over, and forcibly made them worth the land. This is what we call colonialism and imperialism. So, this is the hallmark of what the United States is. Here's Michael Parenti giving a great explanation of it. But that expropriation of the third world has been going on for 400 years, brings us to another revelation. Namely, that the third world is not poor. You don't go to poor countries to make money. 
There are very few poor countries in this world. Most countries are rich. The Philippines are rich. Brazil is rich. Mexico is rich. Chile is rich. Only the people are poor. But there's billions to be made there to be carved out and to be taken. There's been billions for 400 years. The capitalist European and North American powers have carved out and taken the timber, the flax, the hemp, the cocoa, the rum, the tin, the copper, the iron, the rubber, the bauxite, the slaves, and the cheap labor. They have taken out of these countries. These countries are not underdeveloped. They're overexploited. They did it to this land that we're on right here. That's what they started. It was really the beginning of capitalism. Capitalism's beginning was really in the chattel slavery and the murdering of indigenous peoples. That has happened on this land. Because if you are someone that wants to own the means of production, extract whatever you can out of the land and the peoples, it would regard it would mean that you would have to have infinite growth. That infinite growth meant if there's anybody in an area that needs to be neutralized or taken out so that you can grow, then that's what you do in capitalism. So what do you do? You have these indigenous peoples that are occupying the land. You want to grow more sugar, tobacco, or cotton. They, who have been occupying the land for thousands of years, who are native to the land they're like yeah no we, we don't we don't want to do that but you want to grow you want to expand so what do you do you grab your musket and you neutralize them and then you force some of them into working for you and if they don't then they get neutralized too But then you you murder them all, right? So then you're like, mm, I need more people. I don't want to do all this work myself. So guess what? You go to another continent. You got people that look like me. You bring them over and you hold them at the by the barrel of the gun and say, work for me. And you subjugate them for hundreds of years. And whenever whenever we actually really want to escape the sub subjugation, you whip, maim, and kill. That's the history. And then even after the liberation, that liberation isn't total, you just make it for a certain area called prisons. And then 
you have laws like vagrancy laws, which mean that if we're just standing around doing nothing, that's a crime if we have this skin color. So then guess what? You put us in prison. But then we're subject under that same slave thing. Or then you do what's called sharecropping so that you make it so that whenever we're working the land, we're going to owe that person who owns the means of production indefinitely for time immemorial. We're never going to be able to pay it off, which means we're always going to mean always same thing now. They come up with keep you in debt. If they're going to keep you in debt, they're going to keep you in debt with housing. of renters. So you will always owe, right? Credit cards, right? Oh, no, buy now, pay later. Oh, no, we're not going to pay you enough so you can save in a short period of time that you can actually buy something outright. No, 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 no. We're going to make it so that you don't make enough so that we have to charge you interest and you have to borrow from us in order to actually have the things that you need, like a house like a vehicle. By the way, when it comes to vehicles, they actually could just do mass public transit, but they refuse to do that because they actually want to get extract more money out of people. And so every single time there's necessity, like hospital bills, you don't have adequate health care. And so Instead of giving people health care, what do they do? They go, you know what? We're not gonna, we're not gonna give you health care. You just you just have to pay these exorbitant amount of prices back over time. It's always about paying people over time and then charging interest so that you make more. That's what it is. Slavery by another name, maybe? So that you never pay it back? So that you can never pay it off? And I said this before, and I'll say it again. If they did it to us that look like me, what makes you think they're not going to do it to you? Guess what? They're already doing it to you. It's always about extraction. Extracting what they can from you. And then once they extract what they can from you, Or if they, or if you refuse to, they put you under threat. I'm gonna mute this because it's a song and I do not wanna get a copyright claim, but this is what They want to subject us to if we refuse. So, oh, well, no, oh, ah, okay. 
Okay, let's. So. This is what they want to subject us to. They say, if you don't produce for us, then this is where you'll wind up, even though by virtue of being a You deserve housing. You deserve education. You deserve food, water, a clean and safe environment, just by virtue of being a human being. But they tell you that you don't so that you will continuously produce for them. It's not even producing for yourself. It's for producing for them. And then because of that, because you don't, then this is what awaits you. And let me ask you, are we free? Is this free? Is, is this freedom? Is that is that what you call free? By the way, 40% of homeless people actually have jobs, they work. Is that free? Because it doesn't look like it. it doesn't seem like it. I want to know, are we really free? Because every time I look, I don't see freedom. I see subjugation. I see... I see fascism in many ways. Are we free? Katie, are you okay? 
fuck up! Get the fuck up! Before I continue, I want you guys to think about something. I want you to think about bullies in school. If you've ever been bullied before, I have, relentlessly. I want you to think about that in your mind while you're watching this, right? Think about that. Think about the United States and its hegemony. about freedom does it mean that the people who are supposed that we are under the impression of to are are is this freedom happy independence day mind you this was three years ago now they're actually trying to build a facility where they actually can commit actual warfare against people even worse than this in Cop City. We don't forget these things. We don't forget the crime and the transgressions that have been made against us. And yet, Some people say there's something to celebrate. And then they'll say, well, you know, we have work to do, but we have a lot of different freedoms. I, I'll be honest with you. Uh, you know, a lot of the freedoms that they say that we have, a lot of other countries also have, and they don't have to deal with this. At least not to the degree that we deal with this as well. Are you and I free? Doesn't feel like it, does it? Does it feel like freedom when you look at what's going on across the world? I mean, hell. What about the immigrants that come here? Are they free? What do you call free? Like, for instance, when immigrants come here, they're fleeing the country. Why are they fleeing the country of their origin? 
people say, well, their governments just don't do a good job. Well, why are their governments not doing a good job? Are are those government aren't those governments capitalist, like they say? Those governments were put in that position. They were destabilized because of United States foreign policy. So when they're fleeing from Nicaragua, Venezuela, Honduras, it's ultimately because our nation fucked them up. Our nation ruined their nation. So therefore, they place but to flee and the only place they can go is here. So guess what? Chickens roost. If you really want to fix the immigration issue, fix the foreign policy issue. Fix it. You can end the war on drugs. You can stop with the sanctions, you can stop with the the military coup, the, the the coups and the military actions within this country. Take all of our military bases out of South America. Stop, you know, decriminalize all drugs. That You can allow them if they want to implement a socialist government. Go ahead. If you think that socialism is so bad and that it will just tear apart and let it tear apart on its own. Go ahead. Take that blockade off of Cuba. Take the sanctions away. Take it away from Cuba. Let them be by them on their own. Okay, just let them go. And the funny thing is, is that because of our foreign policy, they have to migrate here. But then once they get here and they start working within our various industries in this country, we vilify them. We vilify them because of what our government did to their country. Well, how does that make sense? I want you to think about something. The next time you bite into that juicy, sweet watermelon, I want you to look. think about this. Think about that. Try doing that for hours at a time and the heat watermelons yet they do this and they're fleeing their countries a lot of times because of what our foreign policy has done some of y'all don't even want to do this work Some of y'all who have been born and raised here have been here for generations don't even want to do this work. Because you know 
that they are exploited and you don't want that for yourself. You know, you know that these people are being exploited. They're coming here out of desperation. And so when we talk about worker solidarity, are you in solidarity with these workers too? Are you in solidarity with them? When you talk about worker solidarity, are you in solidarity with somebody who was born a male, they put on a dress and lipstick and they come to work? Are you in solidarity with them? Are they actually hurting you as a worker? If you're in solidarity, are you in solidarity with workers that look like me? Are you in solidarity with them? This is about class consciousness and taking the intersectionality that some people have and applying it to class consciousness as well. That's important. That meat that you're eating, that barbecue beef, who is working at the meat packing plants? That help prepare them ribs you put on the grill, that you're smoking in the grill. Most likely, all the things that you are consuming today is from an exploited person. They can be a cis, white, heterosexual male. They're still exploited. And I'm not saying to boycott anything. What I'm saying is to how you treat other people who may be different than you or maybe the same as you, remember that they're exploited. We have been living in a system of exploitation for about 500 years or so. And so when people talk about actually changing the system, this is what we mean. So that no one anywhere within these borders are ever exploited ever again. And once you get rid of the exploitation and these borders, that also goes out into outside of the borders too. Because we don't want people outside of our borders to ever be exploited ever again. Have solidarity with immigrants, whether they are undocumented or not, have solidarity with them because they should not be exploited. Our foreign policy is on purpose so that they do come into this country, so that they do subject themselves to, to exploitation. Our exploitation uh, even goes into solidarity with other countries that exploit other people and that commit genocide and occupations. Are we free? Do we make the world more free?
It says the IDF Israeli Defense Force fired tear gas at fleeing Palestinian families from Jenin, were the human rights organizations. This is in Palestine, in Gaza. The Israeli Defense Forces shooting tear gas. You heard the cries of a little girl. Are we literally free? Are we making the world free? How does that look to you? What are we doing across the world? This is why it is so important for us to have solidarity with people who may be different from us like that. Because that's also important too. Are we free? Do you have education that's free? Well, because knowledge is power, right? But they don't want you to have power. Shout out to Case Study QB for this clip. Let's go. Higher education in America didn't always come with such a hefty price tag. In fact, through the 1950s, it was largely free and treated as a public good. Why? Because graduates used their education toward the betterment of society. But that all changed in the 1960s when anti-war and civil rights student activism hit college campuses and universities. And those colleges and universities, they responded by developing affirmative action policies to diversify their overwhelmingly white student bodies. Then California Governor Ronald Reagan's education advisor, Roger Freeman, warned, we are in danger of producing an educated proletariat. That's dynamite. We have to be selective on who we allow to go to college. That was the beginning of a domino effect. Reagan cut funding to California's public university system and began charging in-state tuition and fees to, quote, get rid of undesirables. And as president, Reagan cut funding to the Department of Education by 25%. Colleges and universities began charging higher tuitions to make up the shortfall, and the federal government began to encourage low-income students to apply for student loans. The truth of the matter is the kids are not all right. In a political climate where precedent falls and civil rights continue to be eroded, what better way to, quote, get rid of the undesirables, as Reagan said, than to saddle them with debt and to make higher education a luxury? Remember when I said that they are gatekeeping education? Because they do not want us to be more powerful. Knowledge is power. So gatekeeping education means they want to gatekeep that power.
are we free? Ask this question now. Are we truly, truly free in this country? Because you can't get an education unless you're saddled with debt. Are we free? Are you free? This is why I talk about these things. Are you and I truly free? Because that's that's an important question in regards to our institutions and our systems that we have in this nation. Are we free? Are you as a worker free? Because whenever, you know, we try to democratize the workplace, there's always pushback. Are we really free? Here's some news. This is from the Teamsters. It says breaking, breaking. Teamsters in 22.4, demolishing two-tier system at UPS. During the hard-fought day at the bargaining table, the Teamsters reach tentative argument Agreement, I'm sorry, with UPS on three major economic issues. It says tearing down the 22.4 tier wage system, establishing Martin Luther King Day as a full holiday for the first time, and ending forced overtime on drivers' days off. The extraordinary gains, which have been key issues for the Teamsters throughout the year-long contract campaign, came on the heels of an aggressive public warning from the Teamsters National Negotiating Committee that UPS was running out of time to get a deal. Early Saturday, Teamsters General President Sean M. O'Brien reminded more than 340,000 members at UPS, as well as elected officials, that any continued inaction at the world's largest logistics company could bring the U.S. supply chain to an abrupt stop. Quote, gains made by the Teamsters at the national table with UPS today cannot be overstated. From the jump, UPS knew we demanded an end to forced overtime, respect to the Martin Luther King Day as a real holiday, and the complete destruction of the unfair 22.4 wage system. That was from O'Brien. The Teamsters have achieved these critical tentative agreements for our members, but make no mistake, we're not done. UPS knows that we must reach full agreement on other economic issues, including higher wages, within the next few days. As we continue to reinforce, the Teamsters demand that a historic new contract is in place by August 1st. Under the new economic tentative agreements, all drivers currently classified under the 22.4 system would be reclassified immediately to regular package car, car drivers placed in seniority and have their pay adjusted to the appropriate RPCD rate. Drivers would continue to work one of two work week schedules and could not be forced into overtime on their scheduled days off. With enough persistence, grit, and institutional fortitude, the Teamsters can and will eliminate inequality at UPS. Whether it's overtime or our members don't want to take, 
well, I'm sorry, whether it's overtime or our members don't want to take holidays they know they deserve or equal pay for equal work, if we stand united and commit to prop, <coughs> excuse me, protect each other to the bitter end, there is no chance in hell we'll lose the fight. That was also from Zimmerman. Negotiations between the Teamsters and UPS will continue in Washington on Sunday. But should they ever have to do this? Should they ever have to be subjected to have to fight for actual equality in the workplace? There's always a, a, a tug of war. On one side, you have the owners of the means of production, the capitalists, right? These could be the owners of the companies, it could be shareholders, what have you. And they're always super, uber rich. And then you have the workers on the other side. There's always a tug of war, right? But the thing is, is that when it comes to the uber super rich on this tug of war, they are always always going to want to grow infinitely at the expense of the workers. And so they will tug, but the workers have to tug back. Because what is that stake for the workers? See, what's that stake for the owners is the means of production and being a worker. That's what's at stake. Because if they don't own the means of production, they just become a worker. What's at stake for the worker? What's at stake for the worker is housing, education. Uh, they could become homeless. They could have a unsafe neighborhood. They can have an unsafe environment, which is happening because it's always at the expense of us. Because the owners want more and more and more and it always goes that way so guess what this is what the workers are pulling push, pulling back against every single time and so from what i'm hearing is that on july 31st if an agreement isn't fully made by the Teamsters at 12 p.m. on July 31st, UPS drivers are turning off their trucks and walking off the job. 340,000 of them walking off the job because they are sick and tired of being sick and tired. Are we free? Are you free? Really, you know, deal with that question in your mind. Are we truly free? Mouse SF says, and I'm joining their picket line. Good, record it share it on social media, ask questions and ask the people, why are you out here? 
Good for you, Mouse SF. Solidarity, by the way. And that's important. Because even as a worker, are you really free? Are you free from having to work under duress? What is duress? I've said it before here. I'll say it again. If you have to work under duress, you're not free. What is duress? It says duress, threats, violence, constraints, or other action brought to bear on someone to do something against their will or better judgment. It is synonymous with coercion, compulsion, force, pressure, intimidation. In the law, it says constraint illegally exercised to force someone to perform an act. In archaic, it says forcible restraint or imprisonment. If you are working under duress, are you free? If you have to work or perform without getting a living wage, in order to not be homeless, are you free? Are you work if you're working under duress? In order to have a house, are you free? If you're working under duress to have an education, are you free? If you're working under duress to get food, are you free? If you're working under duress so that you can live in a place where police don't harass you, are you free? Are you? Am I? The point is to make it so that nobody ever has to be under duress to live. And then some people will say, well, we live in the, in the richest country in the world. What are you complaining about? Saying that we live in the richest country in the world And saying that we're just complaining. It's like me living in the basement in dungeon-like conditions of a mansion. If I'm being exploited and tortured and demeaned in a basement of a mansion, in the basement of a castle, does that mean I'm good? Does that mean I'm good? Because the wealth isn't throughout the entire house. In the basement, people are they're being they have nothing. So guess what? When you look at the United States, when you look at what we are going through in this country, you can see our GDP you can see the amount of wealth that we have in this country, but it's concentrated into one room. It's concentrated in the master bedroom. And many of us are, most of most of the people in this occupying, the occupants of this mansion are literally in the basement. 
So when you have most of the occupants in the basement and you have just a couple, you have a few on the first floor. And then when you get to the third floor, you know, in, in the suites, you may have one, maybe two people to a room. Then you have the master bedroom with one person in there and they have everything. Are you free? The United States is the richest country in the world. Yeah, yeah. Because you have money hoarders that take it all. And so when people talk about reforming, all we have to do is just send a couple people out of the basement to the first floor or second floor, and then they can vouch for us. Are you serious right now? Are you serious right now? Oh, you know. The Democratic Party, you know, vote for this person in the Democratic Party. Or some people will be like, oh, vote for this person in the Republican Party. Nah, they, they want to keep the system in place. I don't want to keep the system in place. I say tear the mansion down and rebuild it. So that everybody can have a decent standard of living. Hell, either we can make it all one floor. Everybody has all the amenities. Let's actually preach fairness. Let me go to the chat. I saw this and, and it, it actually was warms my heart. And I thank you so much for this Mouse SF. Mouse SF says, going to go do a little mutual aid this afternoon. One of my favorite musicians living in a tent on my block. Saw him setting up yesterday. Sad. Thank you, Mouse SF, for sharing that. That. That means a lot because a lot of people are going through this, even though we're celebrating independence. So thank you for that. Gamer for life. Good to see you. Gamer says, I only celebrate Labor Day, 420, New Year's, and Christmas. <laughs> 420, I think, should be a federal holiday. That's just me. You know? And even if you don't consume, add a little extra oregano to your pasta. <laughs> yeah. 
soul construct says you stand, stand we stand united or we fall absolutely thank you so much Oh, thank you so much, Soul Construct. Soul says, duress is most often paired with the word under to refer to force or threats meant to make someone do something. Oh, thank you so very much for that. Whoever says, if you have to work in order to obtain that in which is required to survive, that's duress in my book, basically. Nadia says, the USA was founded so wealthy white land-owning slaveholders could dodge taxes, genocide the indigenous people in order to seize their land and not have to worry about slavery getting banned. Oh, by the way, I forgot. I wanted to say happy birthday to Indy Left. If you guys are viewers of INN News, Indy Left News Network, then go ahead and wish you know, Indy Left a happy birthday. By the way, today's his birthday. So that's something you can celebrate. Daniel says, so if I'm in a good job, stop complaining. No. Empathy is also something that is necessary. If you know of people that are suffering, then no, speak up, speak out. And even if you're in a good job, you're still being exploited. Because the amount of wealth that you produce is not going back to you. It's going to the boss. You're making them rich. Even if you're paid good, you're still making the boss rich. And they're extracting wealth from you. Soul says super hot in Florida right now. Yeah. And it's horrible. And it, <clears throat> if somebody says... Climate change isn't real. <laughs> Go outside and tell me that. Tracy says poverty and homelessness only exist in this country because of policy choices. And if the policymakers aren't willing to make different choices that actually favor the people, then, and if working, you know, through the electoral system isn't always working, then there's other ways of actually getting what we need. I'm going to go to the chat in 
uh, Rumble as well as Rockman. So let's take a look there and see what they're saying in Rumble, if they're saying anything at all in the chat. Let me see. Don't see anybody in the live chat right now for Rumble, but we have some people watching. So thank you so much for watching. All right. And let's check The Rock. All right. So we got people are quiet on The Rock, man. But my thing is, is that if you are if you are someone who is is thinking about what you can do to change the system i've said it before and i'll say it again there are organizations that you guys can join local mutual aid organizations um I think it's I think it's uh nah, let me see. There was a mutual aid network site that actually pointed you to mutual aid networks. For I'm blanking on the on the on the website name. Sorry, guys. I think this is it. Yep. Okay. So I'm going to put it in the chat. Mutualaidhub.org. If you guys would like to, you guys can go to mutualaidhub.org in order to join organizations within your areas to just help out. And it doesn't have to be, let me refresh this. It's supposed to be showing the map. Let me stop sharing, share, refresh. thing is not it's not showing
Okay. For some reason, it's not showing. Um, but it shows a picture typically of the United States, and it has pinpoints of all the mutual aid networks all over it. And so you can point to or just search the mutual aid networks within your area. And so if you guys would like to, you guys can go there. I know here in Central Florida, I'm doing the RBN chapter. Uh, so if you guys would like to do that, or if you guys are in any of the other cities, like I know Sabi is uh, having hers. Um, she's having an event. As well as uh, CJ is in Los Angeles. If you want to reach out to him, he's having an event out there as well. But, you know, join different organizations that focus on mutual aid and building, um, not necessarily electoral politics, but ones that are actually uh, could be feeding people, could be providing uh, education. Um, there are ones that could be uh, doing um, like free clinics, things like that. So just so that you guys can, you know, do something in order to help your community. And so that's an idea of what you can do. Now, you know, I just didn't want this to necessarily be a bashing of America, but I want it to be more of a hard, honest look at our nation and what it's continuously doing. We still have kids in cages. People that look like me are still being harassed by police day in, day out. Indigenous people are constantly being overlooked and they are constantly being subject to the United States moving in on their land. People who have different gender identities are being, you know, they're being persecuted. We still have things like misogyny and misogyny war that's taking precedent. So there's a lot that's going on. And there's a lot of people that need true freedom. There's a lot of workers that are making starvation wages that it's just it just shouldn't be. So this is why it's so important to truly focus on real freedom. True freedom does not encroach upon the rights of others. I think that's something that people really need to take to heart. And also true freedom means fighting against 
the person who does the oppressing. And so that's what's important. Nadia says the fundies are seriously going to make being LGBT illegal and trans people are very easy to track down in identity and medical records, even if not obvious by appearance. One million trans will be easy to imprison. That's sad. Optimism of the will says on a host. A host on a show I rarely watch told me the other day, if I did not like the U.S., I should leave. Seriously, I got triggered. If you own a home and you complain about certain things that need to be fixed, are you just going to up and leave the home or are you going to work to improve it? I vouch working to improve it. This is why I made this stream to open up people's eyes so that we can improve this nation together. Because there's no reason why any of you, any of you, should be subject to working under duress for your basic necessities. You and me should not have to do that. And so if that takes me changing this country one stream at a time, then goddamn, I'm willing to do it. We will not continuously be subject to, you know, censorship, being subject to being canceled by our government. We will not be subject to austerity, homelessness, hunger, racism, homophobia, sexism, transphobia, because they use homophobia, transphobia, and all those other things. They use it to divide us. Let's stop using it and let's come together so that we can really change things. But yeah, I, I feel optimism of the will. Whoever says, I will say this, if we want it so bad that too many of us are on the streets, we will be, become too weak to have a revolution because when you can't sleep and hardly eat, you can't fight back. Yeah, so really now is the, now is the time. Now is the time really for us to really come together. 
Did you like the stream? Did you share? Go ahead and like. And if you guys haven't subscribed, go ahead and subscribe. I'm pretty chill. Um, so next week, I will be having on Akila Nai from the African People's Socialist Party. Uh, we rescheduled, so she'll be back on next Tuesday here at 2. So we're going to be talking about the indictments uh, as well as what's going on um you know moving forward from the african people's socialist party uh, i can't wait to hear more from her it'll be good to have her back on she is a deeply informative guest and she is a wonderful person to talk to uh and she's also a good teacher so i can't wait to have her back on uh just to let you guys know i will be getting to my readings again i gotta get back on that and I just want to thank you guys for tuning in today. This is not my typical stream that I typically do, but I wanted to talk about these things, to talk about um, having uh, the foreknowledge to fight against these things that make us less free, the things that make us less safe. You know, lack of housing makes us less safe. Lack of education makes us less safe. Our foreign policy that the United States uh, puts on the world makes us less safe. Having th almost a thousand bases around the world makes us less safe. The United States trying to go to war with China, that makes us less safe. The proxy war in Ukraine makes us less safe. The persecution of immigrants makes us less safe. The persecution of trans people makes us less safe. The persecution of Muslims makes us less safe. The persecution of black people makes us less safe. Persecution of workers makes us less safe. The only people that should not be safe are the people who do the exploiting, who do the oppression. That's the people who should be less safe. Because once they, their actions are judged and brought to bear and we stop them, we'll be safe and we can thrive. Thank you so much to all the people who are patrons on Patreon, Coffee, as well as members, and as well as anybody that sends me any type of mutual aid. Thank you so very much. Uh, it is deeply needed. So thank you. Also, if you guys would like to, you guys can go to my Substack to get email notifications. You guys can go to jbfont.substack.com. So you guys can get those email notifications whenever clips or live streams come out. So one thing I'm going to do is I'm going to end with a clip. And I hope that I don't get a copyright claim for this. I don't think I will, but I wanted to share this with you. And I want you guys to keep this in mind. So this is my birthday twin, Kwame Ture. And he responds to a gentleman regarding what he says is violence. Take care, everybody. Have a wonderful day. 
If you guys do choose to celebrate, celebrate safely. Uh, if you do choose to celebrate, I'm not going to judge. Um, and then if you don't, you know, just have a wonderful day. Water your plants. Water yourselves. Leave the world better than you found it. Smoke them if you got them. Drink them if you got them. If you ain't got them, then laugh. Watch something funny because joy is revolutionary. And think about all the people that are suffering and what you can do, even in small ways, to make their lives better. I love you for watching. Take care, everybody. Mwah. Forehead kisses to every single one of you. Because you matter. Now, go ahead and fight the oppressors. One more question. I'm sorry. Oh, barbaric. No, I didn't use the yeah. word repulsive. That's too mild. Yeah. Well, I'd just like to state my opinion that uh, I think violence. But just think the capitalism is bad, or you don't think it's bad? I didn't say. Huh? I didn't say anything about it. Well, what do you think about it? Capitalism? Yes. Well. <clears throat> The capitalism is bad, or you don't think it's bad? I didn't say. Huh? I didn't say anything about it. Well, what do you think about it? Capitalism? Yes. Well. <clears throat> well, let me ask you this I, question. Let me ask I, you this I question. I live in a capitalist society. Okay, let me make it easier. Let me make it easier. Okay, yeah, please. If you were a slave, and I were your master... I'd and the you. only way for you to be free was to strike your blow to kill me. What would you do?